0: Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always.
1: It's your boy Cash, aka Exec P one half of the DSC. What's happening, good people?
0: Hey, uh, Cash, 154 episodes we have on right now, but still some people, first time, you know, hearing us. Can you please let those people know who we are and what we do?
1: Absolutely, Prez. Music, sports, culture. Entertainment every week, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, audio all in your wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, we everywhere. You never there. So tap in. Whatever you do. Subscribe. Like, share. That's how we get this out of the money. If if this is something that you like, share it. It don't cost you nothing. Pay me no mind. That's all we are asking. (laughs) Share the shit. That's it. But that's what we do, man. We have artists from all walks of life, mainstream, underground, overground, middle, middle stream, I don't know, whatever you want to uh, categorize it. We have people on, you know, take take a walk walk with them, man, and see what they're about and, and check their music because 10 times out of 10, prayers and Cash, we're not, we not wrong. We're not wrong. I was going to say not right, but we're not wrong in our <laughs> recommendations. So i checked check that out. Check it out. We got we got a lot of tons of content for y'all to catch up with. All right. And then what we got on the agenda for this week? A whole lot of shit, man. We got a little bit of sports. You know, your your man Deshaun. He had his press conference, so he's back. We had a few trades. Speedy motherfucker from Kansas City. Done let I mean I ain't even I ain't even gonna speak his name, man, until we get to it. But he's a dolphin now, so he's out of your he's out of your conference. So I know you're excited. You know what I mean? Static. But then we got some NBA, a little bit of NBA, but we're going to wait on that till next week, till we get closer to the playing tournament. We may have a few familiar faces on the podcast to help us out. Uh, Just talk about a little bit of hoop. You know what I mean? And then when we move into music, we got some singles that have dropped that we are listening, actively listening to. We have some albums. We have the discussion as far as just women MCs, who we rocking with. Who we actually listen to, why we don't, and do listen to women MCs. Like we just gonna have a raw conversation about it all, man. Like judge as you as you will, but these are conversations that I know you guys have about women MCs in private that you're afraid to have in public. Me and Pres are gonna have that conversation. So hopefully, you know, all that kind of conversation tickles your fancy. So I think that's about it, man. And anything else that we go off on the tangent. Stay tuned, stay tuned did, did you talk about the top five? First quarter? Top, oh yeah, top five um projects at a quarter You, I don't even, well we got top five projects Are we going to go into the indies Or are you just, just going to go top five projects that we're feeling uh,
0: We'll break it up week by week we are going into top, okay, top okay. five ne- Next week, week we, we give you the top indies five. Yeah, Next week we'll give you the indies And then after that we'll give you what we call the, uh, the Well, we'll go indie slash EP Right.
1: Cool, yeah Next week, indies and EP That way we give the indies their proper juice do justice in terms of just really filtering out what we really rock with as far as people that we had on the podcast, not on a podcast, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, no love lost, a lot of people doing dope shit, but it's only a few that remain in rotation, and it just is what it is when it comes to that. All right, man, where you want to start off? Want to start off on the sports? Yeah, for sure. Let, let's do it. Let's get to it. All
0: right, man, so this week in sports, man, uh, they start getting these press conferences for all the trades uh, that happened in uh, NFL March Madness. Man, uh, we got to speak on this little portion a little bit. NFL timing—I think adding that extra week uh, into the schedule, where they now go 18 weeks, and uh, and pretty much now uh, the the Super Bowl falls right in line with President's Day and all this stuff. So you like it's a holiday. You get probably like two weeks of reprieve and they ain't really repeat cuz you got the pro bowl then you have like the uh, like the other little festivities going on and then right back into it with the combine you know what i mean that's building up and then free agency period opens up right after that and it's just like a constant like man they they for for something for one of the sports to have the shorter season and and games that's what I'm talking about games played within the season they're finding a way to stretch this content we got Monday games we got Thursday games we got uh Saturday games at times and we got uh Sunday games you know they they find ways to like kind of stretch this out it's moving to different platforms this year if you haven't heard like uh they done made the announcement for who's going to be doing Monday night football has been the change uh, Amazon, which got, like, the Thursday games is going to be, like, a change in, like, their their announcers. And truthfully, the reason I ain't saying none of the announcer's name because I don't care. It it all depends on who's actually playing. I don't, the announcers, you know, they, they add a little spice to it, but I'm going to sit there and watch the game depending on who's playing and what's that effect. So early on in the season, I'm going to watch all the games. But when it comes to, like, midway, man, I'm not watching no Giants versus – the commanders. <laughs> if they ain't it's got... Not, they don't look like they got to be in it. You
1: know what I mean? You're not invested. I'm invested because yeah. I'm an NFC East. I'm a fan. I'm an Eagles fan for those who don't know. So I'm invested into the NFC East. You, you're being invested to the NFC... I mean, the AFC West. I'm not going to watch a Broncos game. I don't care if Russ is on that team. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, if they're winning, different different story. You know, winning cures all things, right? It makes, you know, people's um eyes go to the to the TV. So that it is what it is, but Russ had his press conference. Uh, Deshaun had his press conference. I'm not. Sh- I don't think. Um. Yeah, I don't think anybody else really had a big press conference that I could think about. It's just everybody else been just kind of just regular trades. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know where you want to start in terms of just press conferences. What you got from the press conference, or you know, kind of what you see from the landscape of Kansas City, really. The blow, the blow to case. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's start with the other. Let's start
0: with the other one first. Let's start with the Browns. The Browns introduced. Okay, okay, uh, yes,
1: DeSean, Browns. They, they
0: introduced Deshaun Watson, and uh, I mean, amidst of like him doing this, it was like another uh, was grand jury in a different county in Texas that was opened up on them, and you know that was like going on like I think right at the time of the press conference. And then, like, a couple of hours later, you find out, like, even that one got dismissed. So, it seemed like uh, all these charges have slowly getting dismissed. But, I mean, if one sticks, it's going to be trouble for him. But seemed like he's pretty confident, and the team is pretty confident that uh, none of them is going to stick on, like, criminal charges. Civil, who knows how all that stuff goes. I mean, in a view of public opinion, I mean, that's already been cast. Some people are with him. Some people are not. He get out there and start winning, though. I mean, you you'll see how it kind of flows over. But he sounded very confident when he said, like, he didn't do anything wrong uh, in these situations. But 22 22 people saying something is kind of hard to just completely dismiss until all of them have been seen and had their time in court. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the drawbacks of having that information presented to the media because we're going to have our withdrawals no matter what. I know innocent until proven guilty, but, I mean, like, two cases man like that's an uphill
1: battle right and and that's my thing press that's where I was with everything last week I listened back to the episode very rarely after editing and doing everything that we do with the podcast do I really actually listen back to the full episode because you know we actually did did the work and we were here talking so you know what I mean so you know that's that but as as I went back and listened you listen back to see you know what you could do to be better and I kind of was like yo it kind of felt funny saying that, uh, you know, he wasn't guilty in the court of law because I do know. And after speaking to my wife, who um uh, is very active in her um her women's history group and and just everything that they do for the base and everything here, she was just kind of like, "Yo, sometimes these things go untold. Sometimes the men," she was like, "This guy in particular have the money to fund his case." dispute the women who don't have as much funds as him to really make a strong case and really have active lawyers to really go after every nook and cranny in the case so when she said that it kind of opened my eyes i was like you're right but where's the line where's where's the line that we draw to where this dude who may have or haven't done these these heinous acts or weird acts as in terms of just you know trying to get sexual favors from getting a basic massage from when a woman is just trying to give him a massage to do a job where did you draw the line you know what i'm saying so that's the conversation we had and it was just left with like you just got to follow the trail and follow the whole case and sometimes the woman is going to be on the shitty end of this, the stick in terms of the one bringing it to the to the attention of the public and sometimes the person that's accused as the man who may or may be innocent, you know, he has to deal with that. You know, my thing was like, yo, as a man, just me as a man, if I'm left with just, okay, I got to deal with that. I don't don't ever want that put on me because that doesn't go away. That's all I said. I said, that doesn't go away. If somebody ever said that about me and you knew that to not be true, talking to my old lady, how do we combat that? You know what I mean? And I get both sides of the argument. You know what I'm saying? It's not one way or the other with me. It's just like, damn, it's tough, tough um situation that Deshaun Browns and any team that he goes to is in with, with accepting whatever it is that is uh Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah. Uh so yeah, man, it's 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 one of those ones that's like a going to have to wait this or not to see how it kind of go. You're still waiting for a suspension uh, from the NFL. You kind of know that that's that's coming. They spoke a little bit about the contract, you know, being a million dollars this first year. So if he gets spent, it's not really hitting them hard. But they kind of pointed the light. Like, that's kind of how all these contracts are written. Like, they get that initial signing bonus and that first year be kind of a weak hit on the cap for everybody, like it's 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 low. And if you go back and look at all the other contracts that have been signed this year, they're kind of spot on on it. I mean, I don't think a lot of them was like down to a million dollars, but a lot of them are like $3, 4000000 million, you know, uh the cap hit for this year when they first signed those new contracts. And they give a lot of signing bonus up front. So it seems like that's what's kind of going to be going on with uh Deshaun Watson. Uh, that's that's about it. I got on that man. It's gonna be I a wait and see game on that.
1: Mm-hmm. I do have you qu- a question for you? In terms of all of the moves that have been made thus far, what's an under the radar acquisition that you're like? Oh, that that team's gonna be good. I mean, Maddie Ice is on the Colts right now. You know what I mean? He went from Atlanta, who was a you know dumpster diving bin, to the Colts, who had made the playoffs prior to Wentz being there and were really strong on both sides of the ball, they just really needed a quarterback at the end of the day to bring them home. They they were solid all the way around. So just speaking of picks pickups like that, who do you think has a sneaky pickup to where this team is going to be solid?
0: So I really do think that that's Indy. You know what I mean? They just needed a quarterback. I mean, Phillip Rivers did a good job on there. The Carson Wentz experience for them did not go well. So I think with Matty Ice, somebody that's a little bit more of a game manager with the talent they got, if they they get another receiver up in there, you know what I mean? Like that's going to be a, a good team. There was already a good team that just fell apart in that last little part of the season. So if they can stay healthy, I, I see them kind of like stepping out a little bit more. If Jonathan Taylor can kind of repeat the success that he had this last year, which I mean, that's going to be harder within itself too. And then we got to see how Gus Bradley defense translates on that side too. Cause remember they got a new defense coordinator. They got Gus Bradley going to that cover three. So see how all that translates over there. Does, does that equates to team scoring more points on them? Then is off or not, you can have as much firepower you want on the offense side if the defense just scoring, if they just giving up points at, at will. So, and then the other one, I would say the the one, the next one that we're going to talk about, I think is like kind of one of the the sneaky best man is uh, Miami getting uh, getting Cheetah. I mean that that move over there, man. Now you put speed with speed, you got him and Waddle over there. That's going to be problems as long as Tua can give him the ball, and especially in that division where. The Patriots done reigned supreme for so long. But as you know, the Patriots, you know, they got to score. Their, their coach, you got to score coaches, now. No, I was going to say their coaches went uh to the Raiders. A lot of their coaches is over here on the, the Raiders now. And the the fall of New England could start, like, start happening. We seen, like, Matt Jones, Matt Jones, like, come up there and just like, oh, man, like, man, maybe they're coming back. And then now with the exodus of the coaches and some of these players, and everybody else stepping up there is on that side. Buffalo and now is this Miami. Is your tuck
1: rule bias coming in? Red. No,
0: I'm, I'm being I'm being I'm being completely oh, no. honest. I'm saying like I I I really do think like I didn't have Miami like moving up until like that move. You know what I mean? Like now you putting all these weapons over there and everything. Like Miami now was I could
1: see it. decent. They was they, they was, was five. And now you
0: get them a weapon like yeah. Tyreek Hill along with Waddle. See how Tua can get them the ball, like. But I'm gonna be very interested, like, once the season starts in those first couple of weeks, to see how that dynamic is working, what firepower they're really gonna be coming out with, because that think, may move that may move New England down to
1: number three. Do you think Tua excels in the deep route passing? Because a lot of people talk shit about his short and intermediate route passing, but go back to Alabama when he had just nothing but dogs as wide receivers. Was that ever a question in anybody's mind whether he could go a it's, deep it's, route? Like, it's, it's really, not, was it?
0: I mean, he when it, wasn't. when it was time for it, when it was time for it, he did it. I mean, just because he ain't got the resume where he's throwing it constantly and 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 like all the time, like, but that don't mean knows? he can't. Yeah, that was saying like that's what I'm saying. I'm very interested to see how those first couple of games go and, you know, (laughs) draft still ain't happening yet. We're talking about all these moves and the draft still ain't happening yet. Who knows what they go and do in the draft, you know what I mean? That may just add, like, even more intrigue to the whole situation. So,
1: yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, y'all be on the lookout for them storylines, man. Dolphins, Browns, you know, I don't know if Deshaun does well uh, or the Browns do well there. I think this is a following year conversation, but Hey, you know, Cheetah we'll did what he do, what he do best, man. He seen that competition in the West, and he ran. <laughs> nah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I, <laughs> I'm all for the jokes. I'm all for the jokes, but get your goddamn money. Yeah. I'm always for that. I'm hey. always for get your damn money, especially in the NFL.
0: Yeah, exactly. Wide receiver,
1: exactly. running back,
0: exactly. hey, players like you, that. Get you your already bread. got your Super Bowl, Cheetah. Run and go get your money go out of get our the division. paper Out of go our division, paper. you got.
1: Absolutely. I, I faulted him not. People like, oh, you want to still win championships? I said chips don't pay the bills, player. Chips yeah. don't pay no goddamn bills. I'm gonna be rich forever <laughs> <laughs> off this contract, right? Here. Show me what Randy Mar say, friends. What Randy Mar say? Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. Straight cash. Homie. Straight cash, homie. That's all yeah. I mean, man. Like, Stop like, spare me the bullshit with this <laughs> rah-rah team shit, cash, man. Homie. I come from nothing. Give me the fucking paper, man. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's it. But what 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 kind of ticked me off a little bit about this? Like if we got to if you give me allowed me just a little bit of time. Oh, go ahead, you God, you got it, this, man. Man, it's just like, all right, that move happened, and the Chiefs get Juju. They signed Juju, in 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 the stand, and none of the media move. Anybody move them up and down past the Raiders. They still saying the Raiders finish fourth. And I just, that part, like, man, I, I know they just be working just to get on, like, the fans of the Raider Nation, you know, just, just get up under their little skin, man. But it's just like, that that kind of ticked me off. It's just like, how we get Devontae Adams, we make all these moves on defense, and you still saying we're not better than a team that give up their number one weapon. The thing that ever that they had that everybody else in that division was chasing, trying to replace or get somebody similar to him, that they could have that same dynamic. And now that person's gone, a big part of your speed, wait to see what you do in the draft. But as of right now, they should have definitely moved down a little bit more. Like everybody else added, they took away. How do you say that they still, I mean, I know you got to prove it on the field, but I guess they give them that benefit of doubt, man. But I, I just, they just seem like they fall down a little bit. But hey, don't worry. I'm gonna make my bets next week. I don't have my bets in because uh, I do definitely don't think that they're winning the division over there.
1: No, I, I don't think I don't think they are either. But you know, it's, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Like this this season, man. Um, for me, there's no dominant team in the NFL. You know, if we talk, if we still talking NFL, there's no dominant team. A lot of people, um, even the teams that have won the Super Bowl, they've lost, and it's just like a little bit of a balance. So I, that's that's the one thing that keeps I I think I was coming back to the NFL despite all the bullshit. It's just the competition and. Mm-hmm. You just never know who's going to be the top dog each and every year, depending on what comes together. So the whole lot that has to happen with a 53-man roster to get where you need to be as far as the championship team, man, health, um, just quarterback play is number and one. luck. And luck. <laughs> and luck, <laughs> and man. Luck. Quarterback play, luck, and health. Like, those are the three things for me because those are the things that run the league right now. Like, you have to have that guy as the quarterback. Remember back – all right. This 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 is our podcast. This is where we can be long with it. I'm gonna switch switch gears. You remember some of the old school quarterbacks that have won championships that that don't really resonate with the people right now of of today. Like which
0: ones you talk? Joe
1: about? Joe Theismann. Yeah. Was Joe it? Broadway Bro Broadway Joe Joe, Joe, Joe Namath. Namath. Like just their numbers in general. How long they lasted in the league? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it was a different game then till now but some of these cats don't hold a candle to the bottom 10 quarterbacks in the NFL but they heralded as just these legends and really if you pit them against the way the game is played today they would get their boot smoke in terms of the stats and, and everything else you know what I'm saying like just think about um quarterback for Baltimore that won during the Raven season where that defense was lights out, Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Talk, talk to, talk to me, Fred. Like, like these quarterbacks like that that have won the championship. Uh, I'm gonna have to
0: shout out another podcast, man. Uh, I was watching uh I am athlete podcast, man, and you know that's kind of like their little lane. They go in depth on these things, man. So they had uh Chris Johnson on there this week and man just hearing chris johnson speak on like his accolades and what he done done mm-hmm. uh, as a running back. to see
1: i right? watched 2K. it as well okay yep.
0: oh you watched it okay yeah, just him speaking on his accolades and everything that he had done compared to running backs of, of today you know what i mean like his he was worst Mr. year everything mister yeah, everything his his worst year would still be seen like you know we'd be held to him as one of the top Run, running backs like of this year, you know what I mean? He was talking about, yeah, he still hit like over a thousand yards, uh, 400 yards pass, and then stuff like this. Is the year that he got cut loose from Tennessee, they cut him <laughs> out. He was still a thousand
1: that, and, and then I, <laughs> I actually paused, press, I paused the podcast and I looked at his numbers compared to the top five running backs from last year, and I was like, ain't no way, ain't, like, ain't no, like. It's nothing but facts, like, but you don't really stop to think about that until people come on these type of podcasts and tell their stories. But continue on, man.
0: Yeah, it, but it's, it's just like he was saying later on. he's like, he he want to be in the Hall of Fame, think he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame, but who knows? That's a that's a goalpost that they keep moving, and they kind of play with the narrative on that. That's the business side of the NFL that kind of gets in the way. I mean. Yeah, I know you want to say these other quarterbacks, you know, they don't ring bells and stuff like that. But the way the game was played has changed up so much. So you just – you you can't take them compared to now. You got to take them within their era. And then do they still line up with the stats and stuff of their era and do they kind of stand out? And that's why I'm going to kind of disagree with you a bit. Like, yeah, they don't ring bells, but they're still like greats in their own mind because who knows what they could have did if the game – if they was put into the game today. Well, I think they kind of too slow, <laughs> a lot of these quarterbacks. For the way the game is played now, but I mean, like, uh, I mean, that's that's just facts, people. These players got faster. I mean, uh, ain't no, <laughs> ain't no quarterbacks out here fucking with like no, uh, a Lamar Jackson or no, uh, 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 Patty Mahomes, you know, half of Billy.
1: As you kind of go along a couple years, of course, the athletes are going to get better, they become greater or whatever the case may be, but that's where you can't compare them to the, the guys of, of this year uh, or yesteryear, you know, vice versa, if I'm saying that right. Because, number one, you had lesser athletes playing, and if you played in your era, you have to acknowledge that. Yes, y'all had dogs in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yes, they were dogs, but they're not the dogs like this year. Like, every decade, the level of play just elevates. You know what I mean? And you have to show respect to that. One of the things that, you know, and this is kind of going off on a tangent, and when you talk about um the old heads versus guys that are playing right now, they just don't acknowledge that their pastime isn't up to snuff to what yeah. is happening right now. Yeah, this guy, player X or team X may not be winning like you guys won or teams, but you have to understand. There's there's far better players, there's far better teams, there's far bar, far better management that goes into all of this that that makes you into a championship team. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta just show I, some type of value to that.
0: I will add one thing that I think like they they were back then compared to now. That was a whole hell of a lot tougher. I know we got some tough guys oh, yeah. and everything. Oh, but like, yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown ain't lasting in the league back then, complaining about his toe, his foot, whatever the hell he complained about when those guys, like, hey, they the equipment wasn't up to the same speed, but these guys was out there playing, <laughs> taking hits, you know. Quarterbacks used to get knocked the hell out, you know what I mean? Wide receivers just, like, just abuse and, like, get your injuries and everything, but the way you acted compared to how they acted and did things, yeah, I, that right there, I don't think that we hold a candle up to the, the old guys, you know?
1: No, no, the toughness. And, and they, they paid for more, they played for more pride than anything. You know what I'm saying? They they stuck to that old adage of team first, and I got to be there for my teammates. Nowadays, these guys are all about legacy and how, how they're a lot more smarter in what, teams do moving forward. Like if you give your all in the first seven years, you play hurt, play injured, you can't last to make it to 12 to 13 years in in most um, star players' time span. You know, 12, 13 years I think is a sweet spot for most star players in which they want to play and make their money. They're more strategic about the chances they're going to take on their health, how they heal themselves and just like the LeBron effect. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. LeBron spends over a million plus in just his recuperation and his workouts and his all all that stuff. I think players are more informed today. That so they're not going to take working. those same. I'm sorry. I want to see their contracts. I know
0: like with somebody as a top athlete like like him, that's got to be included in their contract. He ain't shelling out that money himself. Hey, you know he's adding it, like, man. If I want to stay, hey, here, man, I ain't count, ain't
1: count nobody's money. By, I, I'm <laughs> I ain't count like, nobody. Like, like, like that, I, I just saying, nobody's money.
0: Like they it. but that's what I read. Know.
1: That's what I read. Yeah, yeah. not work yeah. in this country. I know. Uh, that's Lakers what fans was fans reported. Lakers. That's fans what fans. was reported.
0: Uh, but I, I would like to see like some of those old guys. Like those are the type of questions I want to see them asked about, like the game and stuff like this. You know, specific events like that. Hey, I mean, what was your thoughts on?
1: Like no disrespect. No disrespect, AG. but when you when you Walking watch off. a quarterback like Phil Sims break down, <laughs> break down, he he gets speak circles around me in in my novice football mindset, right? But when you compare Phil Sims to some of these guys that are out right now, and I ain't trying, I'm trying to joke, I'm trying to throw shade. This is Giants quarterback, so I don't care. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but like It's just shit like that You know what I'm saying When you don't When you're not that guy But you're a great commentator It's It's tough to listen to you man It's tough It's tough to listen to you It's, a, it's when rare When you don't humble it's yourself
0: r- And acknowledge And say like This was part of my faults. Like When like I need to hear that Little portion up in there too I, I'm saying this because This is where I couldn't Get past in the game and stuff. They don't ever say that They'd be like Oh they don't. Ne- They'll <laughs> never do it like, It's
1: only a few quarterbacks That transcend Their limitations and, and, and I'll give it up. Tony Romo, taught, he teaches why he's he's doing his analysis. Yeah. Flat out, one of the best to do it. I hated him as a quarterback, hated what he did to the Eagles. Sometimes I loved it, depending on, you know, where he was in the standards at the time. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? But you cannot deny that this man is a damn good analyst and also a Key. For keeping it real. Oh. real. Keeping it real goes wrong. He's dope. Man, my, and he's my, favorite,
0: my favorite commentator and the one I like to hear is Lewis Riddick. I think he breaks down the game like the best to me and speaks the language that I want to hear on both sides of the tone. You know what I mean? Like and uh uh but I didn't see that he got one of these top spots. And that kind of aggravated me because I know he's been on Monday nights sometimes, but, like, he didn't get that top billing. And that was just, I just thought, like, he was definitely worth it. I, I really do enjoy Like, I don't pay attention to the commentators often, but I know, like, when Lewis Riddick is on there, I, I pay attention to the commentator. Like, he actually does a good job.
1: So, all right, enough off the commentators, enough off the old heads. Let's quickly move into the NBA and let's get to this music. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. Kyrie. The mandate has been lifted, man. The mandate has been lifted. But can I start press? Go ahead. Hey, everybody knows <coughs> that the reason why this shit happened is because of the New York motherfucking Yankees. They ain't got shit to do with the Brooklyn Nets, New Jersey Nets, <laughs> or whatever the case may be. Kyrie, show love to show love to the Yankees, man. Because without the Yankees and the Mets, little hybrid here, man. It's not happening. It's not happening. That's the only reason Nets fans, if y'all are to win the fucking championship, thank the Yankees. That's why I got to say start it off. Prez, as you were, as you were. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be oh I don't know if
0: there's gonna be a good move, man. Because like you said, like you know how Kyrie always come up with some injury or something like that. So hopefully, 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 hopefully he you know, down this stretch, goes great form, uh, gets the more playing time, and we go into these playoffs, man, with them kind of, like, hitting on all cylinders, man. That's kind of what I'm what I'm hoping for, but I know that the games that Kyrie has been playing out of state, he's been showing up, so.
1: Yeah, man. So, as things are winding down, let's lightly touch on, you know, what's happening in the league. Lightly, lightly, because we took next week, we're gonna have some guests, music wise and NBA wise, and that's kind of what we'll focus on. But as it's going down the stretch, kind of how how you feeling on the east side, on the east coast side of things, and, and the west coast and Western Conference. What 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 are you feeling? Things are really um down narrowing down? I don't, to?
0: I don't know where I want to where I stand on the Lakers, man. But I don't feel like they earned enough. Like a little bit, but, I mean. But they played through the, all this and they come out and they. Go through the play-in tournament They get in And then they go to championships. You you gotta say Hey they, they gave it they all Cause Westbrook is coming around now Still ain't got that fucking jade man his, his shit They just been embarrassing What was that Uh, cat them Like Embarrassing yeah, that last shit. week Just calling them That straight, was trash. That was bad like, get it, That was bad get it. He's trash Get him out <laughs> like,
1: you know, like Yo like that, That's the shit know, That would've never... made me fight I would've been fighting I would've been Prez, fighting press. I gotta <laughs> put hand and feet On these ninjas <laughs> Hands and feet. If you talking to me like that, like, you know who I am. You know what I've done. You know my body. My body count out here. Like, are you really out here talking? Like, you waited for me to diminish to this point. You waited for me to get this old. Like, uh, you waited to year 13, 14. Until when I was... Ooh, boy, I got to put hands and feet on you, but go ahead, man.
0: way that was being ooh, in that game, man, I was like, I don't
1: know if I could contain
0: myself. It's about to be a brawl in this bitch.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Yo, I'm with you 110%. T- take me out two games, man. I could use it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like somebody. I'm about to get tripped. I'm about to throw a hard elbow. This
1: motherfucker been motherfucker <laughs> been the playoffs one time. <laughs> this ni- <laughs> this motherfucker talking to me like this, nah, fam, we can't do it. We can't do it. Nah, uh, nah.
0: I, I'm a I, I think, I think, man, get back to it, but I think the Suns, uh, like they would, they would be my team to actually, I see, just continue moving forward. I don't know, Utah Jazz, uh, uh, but sons is kind of who I'm like seeing like cause they was doing it with I, uh, CP and then now he's coming back right
1: yeah he's coming back but another team bro 17 and 2 without John Morant this season I, I
0: keep forgetting they in the west too man cause he's
1: uh, <laughs> a- number 2 Memphis. right now Yeah, a number 2 right yeah, now yeah, bro. Yeah. it's like yeah. that is insane that they don't get talked about enough because it's grit and grind. That old adage. Let me, of, let me put
0: that back. You know, I'm correct myself. I don't get confused that they it. I'm just saying, like when I'm thinking about it geographically, like when I'm on the top, going off the top of my head, Memphis is all the way on the east coast side. People like it's in Tennessee. Like it shouldn't be with the west. That's what I'm trying southeast, to. say. Southeast, <laughs>
1: southeast, southeast.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's, when you say west, it it don't immediately like go into your head. Like, so yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The geography fucks you all up. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But yo, that's that's they teetering on two and three, you know what I mean. But like, I, in all honesty, man, where I really see the West Coast going is Suns, Grizzlies, Denver, and the Lakers. I don't really believe in Utah. Like, you think Utah the Lakers is kinda, gonna make it? Is they still? No, I think if the Lakers make it into the actual playoffs, AD. And 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 um, Lebron, you don't want to see them. I don't. I don't care who you are. You may feel confident that you're gonna beat them, but let's talk basketball, press. Let's talk basketball. This this is a whole, whole new season, whole new season. I know you're not a fan of this team anymore because my godson has has tricked you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're a good father as far as being a Magic fan. You know what I'm saying? No, shout, shout out to my guy, So I ain't going to say his name and put on his pu- his public information out there because I really don't feel like he should be the fan of the team he's a fan of. Love you, man. <laughs> Love you. But that's neither here nor. But if you have to see LeBron, AD, and Russ, I don't give a fuck who you are. You got to figure some shit out, man. Seven games, all I got to focus on you. I don't care what happened in the season. It's going to be tough, press. It's going to be tough. This is basketball. You know what I mean? I feel like a LeBron-led team is going to figure it the fuck out, and they're gonna make it tough on you. It's gonna go seven. I don't care two, one, two, three. If you see LeBron and them Lakers, you're going seven games in the first round. That's not what you want to do. That's not the team you want to see.
0: Okay, okay, I I, I I get what you're saying, and I ain't gonna count LeBron out, man. But uh, I will count AD. I'm saying if it goes, if we if we sit in that battle in round about game four. Be a little tougher up under that hoop, you jump for that. Ball. Have a little you controversy
1: on whether he make it to game five.
0: Yeah, I'm about to jump for that ball. You won't, AD. <laughs> gonna jump for that ball. Like, oh, hot them ankles, they healing up. A little soft you tissue make... contusion, you, you, gonna keep him yeah, out. You, you ain't coming down, you ain't gonna come down
1: clean. <laughs> AD out with the soft tissue contusion to his right thigh muscle. <laughs> I, I, I have it out with oh man, and, and East Westbrook. Coast man, it's, it's yeah. On the, on the Eastern Conference, man, to me is is Brooklyn on bus, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah, yeah. T- that's that's to be honest with you, it's Brooklyn or bus, and that's without that's without Ben Simmons. I, I don't care if Ben Simmons doesn't play this year. That's if you have a healthy Kyrie who has played probably thirty games. I ain't looking at I ain't looking at my stats so nothing right now. He probably played thirty games this year. You got a healthy Kyrie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's this is what Kyrie want, right? Last last week you said it on the Boston, uh not the Boston podcast, but the big three podcast. Kyrie never available, but Kyrie played half this less than half the season this year. <laughs> yeah. So he's healthy than a motherfucker. <laughs> so why, they good. They them, them too. You know what I'm saying? You you were half an inch from being in the and finals and possibly winning it last year. So it's like him, D Rose.
0: Like those Ma, two, just like Ma? no D Rose. I'm I'm saying like it went before that oh, all D-Rose. this happened. Like those guys, it's okay, okay. like Alan Iverson. You know what I mean? Like those type of guys. Like you ain't gonna stop for getting points. That's kind of how I put Kyrie into that little that little category. You know what I mean? Early D Rose when D Rose first starting out for all the ankle uh, and the knee injuries and everything. You know what I mean? Even after the first knee injury, hell. <laughs> and then uh, <clears throat> Kyrie, like. <clears throat> They, they just, once they got that ball in their hand, they can score anywhere. They're going to try, like, just the moves and stuff they can make. They're kind of unstoppable, in my, my opinion. So, that's kind of where I'm getting at. So, uh yeah, I, I ain't going to, much as I talk and talk shit, you know, about Kyrie, you know, when he's actually playing, motherfucker unstoppable. so
1: That's a fact. <laughs> and lightly mentioned is uh the man KD, since he came back, He's averaging over 30 with these. You know what I'm saying? They lost the last game to Philly. But he's averaging over 30 with these. You know, about seven, eight rebounds. Like, he just does this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine a focus Kyrie and KD in the playoffs. I don't care where they at. You fear them. Harden and B, you got nothing for them. Because guess what? You can't defend either one of them. And vice ver vice versa, it ain't the same. They can't defend Embiid, but they damn sure can defend James Harden. Think about it. he in his mind, he in his head. He don't show up when it come time to show up. That's all I'm gonna say. But anyway, man, uh, let let let's get into a little bit, a little bit of uh, music before we get into these albums, Press. So. Let's get into this music, Cash. Where you want to start? Do
0: you want to... Yeah, let's go ahead and start with what, what released this week. Let's talk about this week's releases, right? And uh, the way we said we're going to do it a little bit now is just like, hey, you talk about what you listen to. We talk about what I listen to that's kind of outside the norm a little bit. And then uh, we'll, we'll come together on like the bigger releases and stuff like that, right? So <clears throat> I want to start off with me. I told you I was gonna listen at that Sa'ari si the Kid, uh The Shadow and the Shade. I started talking about it a little bit last week, finished it on up. Uh decent project, man. I, I like how Sa'ari si the kid, like how he can go from the rap and the RB. You know, he's he's solid in both lanes. You know, uh I think he had the project uh last year that was like a little bit more R and B that I liked, that I talked about. And this one is like more and more rap focused, and it's he ain't doing nothing exceedingly stellar. You know what I mean? I ain't, ain't going to jump out and say that. Like, oh, he's the next coming. Like, he's the next person to kind of blow. But, I mean, he's doing enough and that keep, uh, keeps your attention throughout the project. And he has a lot of great features on here, man. A lot, a lot of great features that uh, that make you like the songs a little bit more. So, uh, I, songs I liked on here, The Sopranos, uh, Unbroke, uh, Unbreakable Promises featuring Jada Kiss, Press Zero featuring uh, Benny the Butcher uh main one I would say shoot you to like first off it's called Funeral Arrangements featuring Lloyd Banks and Ransom. Uh Verbatim uh with T I and High. I talked about that one last week. I really like that one. Uh he got one called YouTube type beats. Uh <laughs> he got a lineup in that uh Banks made a classic. I just hope y'all tell Lloyd like but he was trying to say say Lord like <laughs> Banks got a classic, but hopefully I'll tell Lord. Uh, and then uh, poverty paintings, real recognized, real featuring J.R. Ryder. J.R. Ryder has a lot of industry talk up in there, where he's like kind of saying,
1: "Yeah, yeah, yo, prayer, yeah." And then uh, no, what what I was gonna say is so many it, features on here, but I guess that that's the nature of this project or whatever. But like, yeah, they're good they are good this is not a, it's a lot of good <laughs> they're really yeah good. No, no no they're good it's really it's good it, man it's it's,
0: it's I, I really i really like it but i'm saying like like i ain't about to like talk it up like it was just like like amazing you why know what wouldn't I mean? you, like bro. it's like the I, i'm just asking like, why wouldn't you it's a good it's it's cuz i don't feel like it's out of all the stuff I listen to, and we're gonna get into our top five albums of the like first quarter and stuff like this, I don't think it's touching any of those. I I really yeah, don't. No. I don't think it's yeah, touching or it's like even a cracking into my top five. You know what I mean? Saying all the stuff that we listen to and stuff like that. I would still push it off and say, Man, this is a this is a real good listen. But I'm not telling you it's better than Tanatal. I ain't telling you it's better than from, Nas Magic, you know. Uh
1: from my perspective though. Yeah, yeah. From my perspective, I'm I the only reason I can't argue you need to go listen to this is because I know as soon as a motherfucker go to it, they're gonna be like, "Oh, hour and five minutes, or however long it is, it's over an hour." They're not gonna do it. They're not. They're not gonna do it. They're not gonna give it this. Just do. I was listening to that sh- this shit and um, I liked it. You know what I'm saying. I went through the whole hour and some change of it and. You know. I would like, say, yo, I'd be a hater if I said I didn't rock with this."
0: No, I put it on the equivalent of uh, the, the Russ. You know what I mean? Russ still had like a little bit more features and like oh, had more uh, lyrical artists. Yeah, more like giving that little extra little push, but this is right there on par on par with it. If you like that, you'll like this one right here with uh, what, what he delivered and what he gave you. Uh, like I said, pushing you to anything, funeral arrangement, that's one with Lloyd Banks and Ransom. Uh Verbatim. That's one with T.I. Sahai. Uh, I would say uh Unbreakable Promises featuring Jada Kiss. And then The Real Recognized Real with uh with uh J.R. Ryder. And then that YouTube type beats, I don't know. I just I just like the way he was flowing on that one too. That it's that's a project with him on on there alone though. So yeah. I like that. So that's Sayari the Kid, the Shadow in the Shade. I like it. It's 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 good, good listen. However, you, Rachel, top five, top ten of the first quarter because we'd had a lot of music come out <laughs> in any other year. This probably would have stand out a little bit more, but in the crowded twenty twenty two that we'd had, uh, it kind of it, it kind of fits in. I mean, just depending on your your style of music. So I would definitely say give give it a listen though. Give it a listen. Give it a listen. Uh, then I had speaking of Russ, let's talk about Russ Love uh okay Artists are they on the same label right his best friend or whatever he want to call him bogus uh so bogus uh I, he had one song that dropped like a couple years ago i think it was called 10,000 hours That uh i, I kind of like i like and it kind of followed follows into like several of my playlists whenever i'm making little things cuz i just like the way that music goes and like when i make a run playlist and stuff like this i can always run to it but i ain't gonna lie to you man uh Fugas has like a simple rhyme scheme. You know, if he say something, it's, it's coming back with that same little metaphor right in that that same bar. He, he ain't building up nothing. It's not intricate like little setups. It's not a uh, bunch of similes. He ain't doing the double, triple entendres and stuff like this. But the 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 his rhyme scheme blends to the type of music that he's making, and you know all that kind of blends well. So it's still like a a good thoughtful project, you know, and it sounds good. It's that Aste- uh, you know, sonically, uh, sonically pleasing. So, this is called Boogies. The proof uh, songs only I like was the proof. You had Timber featuring Rush. You had Wine and Colombo, which had like an island type blend beat type to it. So, uh, I-, I really like that one. Uh, Carried out the club and then Rain Dance featuring Rush.
1: What made you listen to Boogies?
0: because i I listened at that song and it be in my playlist so it like pops up in like the uh you know suggested albums or whatever so I just listened at it you know gave it to and I know he's like a Russ, so I've put it on the list just because of you I know you're a big Russ. had day, no so idea Boogies rap how do you feel about the rest of the people in this camp and how yeah, how you,
1: you put you put me on <laughs> <And> I had <laughs> no idea so, Boogies rap like I didn't so I was like how the hell did you get it in? <laughs> get into him I don't know it's this weird thing that me and press guy trying to get a one up on me I guess I don't know I don't know what it is. So he's listening to Russ's underwings and <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey,
0: you you always big up Russ, so hey, you should be checking oh, out I, his camera. I, I love,
1: I love, I love <laughs> Russ, man. Yeah, ain't, ain't nobody can tell me different, man. I love, love love the bravado. I love the shit talk. I love the confidence that he has. Like talk talk that talk, man. Like you can't not, you can't hate on Russ and like hold. Or like a Nas, or like a a, uh cats that just talk shit and they when they rap, you know what I mean? Like, cause that's what them niggas, that's what they do. I don't know about
0: that. I can. I can if I want to, because I can pick at their styles and tell you like what, what parts of that is different. So I could nitpick like I want to, but I don't want to, cause I just gave Russ his flowers on that last album. I liked it. I liked the whole of mix. I told you he did DJ Khaled better than DJ Khaled could ever uh, wind up doing doing that compilation and having that out. So I don't want to get no negativity on anybody on that on that album or his love, but if you force me to throwing out those names and saying how they compare to
1: Russ, well, i you break from it. a shit talking <laughs> perspective. I'm not talking from a just rapping perspective. I'm just talking about <laughs> what they're about, the bravado, the, all that shit. I ain't talking about just overall artists, but you know, Russ, Russ is shitting on some of your favorite artists in terms of packing out arenas and, and the street. Not those that you no, name not those. Not those. But the, the guys that are in his same weight class, supposedly. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we can talk about it. Your Benny's. Your Freddie Gibbs. Your, your, I mean, he, he doing them no. same arenas. He's not out doing He's not, outdoing Benny. He's not he out is. doing Gibbs. Gibbs. He's not
0: out doing
1: Gibbs. Sales-wise,
0: okay, wise, whatever. You want to talk sales-wise. Arenas-wise,
1: let's, let's talk, yo, like, yo. there ain't no comparison between the two. Okay. I'm, i I like Freddie. I, I personally we like Freddie gives get music more. I'm just and just how
0: rep- representation, it like oh, kind of yeah, matters absolutely. and all it's this lot, stuff. Lot. So you know, pigmentation, all that would kind of play into it. So I mean, yeah, he, yeah. he gonna get. Yeah, yeah, I can't quantify that.
1: You know what I'm saying, but I, I understand where you coming from. No, I understand where you coming from, but I, I get it.
0: But if you talking about just,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. you you ain't got to say it. You ain't got to say it. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Russ Russ. Russ has the pigmentation to be accepted by a lot more people, a la Eminem. You got it. You got it. How does it always get back here? I
0: ain't trying to throw no conversation. Don't be trying to, like, you know people going to jump on that, bro. I ain't trying to... Not trying to have those talks again this week, man, but we we know why those stands and everybody kind of just bigs them up and like, you know, just, <laughs> you know, just saying that he's the greatest and everything. The dude is good. You know what I mean? But head and shoulders a lot of above. styles and rap and stuff that he kind of borrowed his uh, style Head and from. shoulders above
1: a lot of cats. Yeah, yeah.
0: And he can do something and when he get in the track, he can destroy motherfuckers. Like, I understand that, but some people try to put him at the tip top and he's not at the tip top to me. Not. Oh. Not by a long shot.
1: Oh, man. And anytime you. He- you talk about a verse that you really felt by M. It's like, <laughs> you can go to so many different, you can go to UGK, you can go to, like, just so many different regions of shit that, that hits right here. M can fucking wrap his ass off. But is wrapping your ass off the only end-all be-all? This, this really comes to the M the uh the big and pop comparisons, you know what I'm saying, like the only thing is that both were beloved, you know what I'm saying and and they both passed away, but pop mm-hmm. pop touch you right here for what pop lacked in in just lyrical yeah, ability he did
0: multiple times or multiple but he lacked
1: in just sheer lyrical ability and in, in in the ability to to manipulate words and bend words and triple on time all of that you know all the shit that goes into the technical piece. Big Did. You know what I'm saying? Big Did with ease. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when, when you just really go back and listen yeah. to some of the Big's intricate rhymes, it was like, God damn, he's, he's doing this shit crazy, and he's still relatable. Like, that's a gift in itself. Similar to, like, a, like, a um, a Fred the Godson. You know what I'm saying? Who did get his flowers, rest piece of peace, Fred the Godson. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it's a certain type of people that just have that 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 Genesis choir, man. I just, they got it all. You know what I mean? But then when you go back to to Russ and, and Benny and we talk about cats at this time, it, it's kind of like, damn, it's tough because Benny got the people, Russ got the people, they've collaborated together, but at the end of the day, who's packing out the arenas? Who has the who has you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a tough call. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's that's where mm-hmm. I'm at with it, man. Like, yeah, yeah it might be the pigmentation thing. That, that's that. I'm gonna leave it at that.
0: Well, it would be the the way I am. I, I I believe I can quote some stuff from that. You know what I mean? That that song on Marshall Matters LP, and then goes the song that he had with Dre. You know, the biggest forgot hit about like, Dre. Uh, uh, Two thousand. Uh, forgot about yeah. Dre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that those are the ones. And then, I mean, of course, the cleanup
1: he did uh, on Jay on that oh, song. Together. Yeah. Thank. Oh, yeah, what was it? Damn, why am I forgetting? Join a motherfucking bite. Anyway, yeah, he did clean up Dre on that. Uh, he did clean up Jay on that. Anyway, anyway, let, let's let, let's get to the rest of the joints. So you got Saari, the Kid, Boogus, the Proof, Shadow and the Shade. Y'all yeah, go check those two joints out. As for me, um, new music that came out that's personal, my personal mentions are Phil V, God's Earth, entirely produced by Klepto. So, y'all yeah, check that out, man. Um, Yeah, I, I didn't know a lot of his background in terms of just dealing with addiction and, and shit like that. So, um, but knowing that now, getting into it, it's about 10 tracks, 25 minutes. Uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth Tower of Babel. And it's, I won't say it's overly um, spiritual in it, but like you could tell that his spirituality has taken over in terms of just like that's where he at with things and life right now. So hopefully, if we're able to get him on the podcast here soon, we'll be able to break down the album. So I don't want to really dive into that. It it seems like we may have him on the album, but have him on the podcast. But I just want to leave it at that. So y'all go check out Phil V be literally feel be God's earth, so y'all go check that out.
0: All right, so we had uh Buddy Super Ghetto that, that came out, right? So Buddy Super Ghetto, uh, Buddy has been featured on like he was featured on uh, a lot of uh J. Cole, what was the name of that? Uh, for the Dreamers, what, what was the name of the album? Uh, I should probably should know the name of that.
1: Uh, what are you talking about? The collab, album. album the All right, album. go ahead, I'll find it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he that's kind of like he was featured a lot on that one, you know, and that's kind of like I think how people, you know, start broadening up on him a little bit, like a little bit more. Uh, he had uh, the song Black uh, on there and it was just like speaking on the, like being proud of being black and everything. Right. And uh, so these are like little things and he's kind of been sprinkled on guest verses everywhere. So this was like his next big offering, Super Ghetto. Uh, going into it, man, I, th- I thought... It was pretty good starting off. You had uh, Hoochie Mama, Wait Too Long featuring Blast. Blast. I think that one is the the single that's been going out with it. You had Black too. That was like you know showing off his skills a little bit, his his rhyming. Uh, and then then the album took a turn, it took a turn, and it didn't kind of fit with the title more <laughs> because this next song that I heard on there, yeah, High School, High School Crush. Crush. High School Crush. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't see anything ghetto about that, and and watched how it fits on this album. It was the most preppiest high school musical type song that i would never heard, and very very jarring after hearing like those first couple songs, and then bam, this, and then it continues to take another uh, a, a turn. He did have like a couple good songs after that up in there, but it was like a uh, happy hour featuring T Pain. That one was okay. Uh, you had coolest thing featuring uh Ari Ari Lonics, and then Ain't Fair. I thought that was a a good one. It was like a hi hat heavy uh song on there. So like uh and, b- and then you had uh Super Ghetto. Uh, but a lot of that in between stuff, you know, I kind of wasn't feeling in an album when uh when the album made like a little turn and going to a different style of music where he was experimenting or whatever how you want to say it, but. Not what I was expecting with a name called Super Ghetto, with an album called Super Ghetto, especially that high school crush. Uh, big, jarring difference from what everything else was on the album. Fe- seemed like something that you would find on that uh, title of the creator, you know, the Eagle War or something like that. Yeah. Or even akin to, I would say, Hey Y'all, you know what I mean? That type of, like, you know, how it's just completely different. So,
1: Yeah, so... It- the album that we were talking about is Revenge of the Dreamers 3. So that's where J. Cole and just a bunch of, yeah. you know, acts just really got together for that one week, two, three week span and just collaborated. So if I know, you know, or whatever that, so that's the name of the album. But as far as this album, man, Super Ghetto, like, it's, it's real funky, man. It's laid back. It's, it's appropriate for this time of the year, you know, and as far as just like spring, summertime. But, I'm not coming back to this. I'm not. And, um, I mean, yeah, T-Pain, Ari Lennox, Blast. But there's just nothing that made me say to reach out to you. You know what I'm saying? We talked throughout the week. Or well, anybody else that I talked to musically throughout the week. This, this this, wasn't it. On Friday that I said you need to get to. Not whack. You know what I'm saying? It's just just another album. Know what I'm saying and to me and um uh, Mama and Ghetto Twenty Four like maybe maybe it's not for me as far as like where I'm at and you know what I'm saying like just where I was because I mean me I listened to a whole bunch of shit I to a lot of all this to the Buddy I was listening to shit Jay Worthy Larry June so I was all over the place with music this week so really for me it wasn't about a tone it was what it really was it's a shit jamming. Like that that's really was it what what it was. What resonates with yeah, you? What resonates with you? With you? What, resonates really, with you? Yeah, what, what resonates
0: with you? What resonates with you? And then and then like you got to think the artists are in complete competition with what right. dropped that week and what come out. So if something else is a little bit more you know, or had a better uh tone or resonated with you a little bit more this kind of kind of be pushed back and I I could not find the overall structure or tone of this album that you know, kind of hit with me a little bit, and that's, that was the difficulty I had, you know, maybe two, three months down the road, I check for this, but I, I can tell you right now, that high school crush is not, I, I, don't, I don't see myself ever liking that song or a similar type song. And like I know on this maybe time.
1: I'm going too far into it, Prez, maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking too deep into it, and I know we get into our rap nerd bag every now and then in terms of just what we talking about as far as this music, but that's just really what it is, shit probably jamming, but I maybe just need some time and space. If you're listening to four, five, six albums and you're just kind of getting on a podcast to talk about it it, it, it can be tough. You know what I'm saying? So, But me, personally, I know Buddy with a, a crowded space of music and everything like that, like that shit got to stand out, man. And if it don't stand out, then it don't stand out. That don't mean the music is bad. Keep doing your thing and eventually... We'll get to it. You know what I'm saying. As far as just that being the shit that stands out, but for me, with everybody that dropped this week, and a lot of people drop. You know what I'm saying. But it just don't. It just didn't stick out to me. Not bad. Not shitty. Not any of that. But it's just. I mean, T Pain, Ari Linux and Blast features fire. But I can't tell you one song where Buddy really. You know what I mean. Made me feel like oh shit, you... the black 2, <laughs> I I, I,
0: I, I, I listened at that and that, I mean I, that was no black black too. Uh, okay. song on there, you know. But that was a song that he didn't drop. Like I I'd have heard that for a while now. I mean, it's just coming on the album and stuff like this. But I mean, that's a song that he didn't had out there for a minute. So yeah. But other than that, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm with you. I ain't really seen nothing that I'm kind of like. Ain't too many I'm snatching off here and putting on a playlist or anything like that. And and as far as listening in full as an album again, I don't know when the next time I do that. But it's, uh, it didn't sit well with me initially. Okay. What, the,
1: what What we got next? What we got next as far as the albums? We want to go to the Larry June, um, Jay Worthy. No,
0: nah, Larry June... I, I ain't listening. Well, oh yes, I did listen to Larry June. It was like with him. Larry June and so Jay like Worthy, his, uh, it was a
1: joint collab album, and um, yeah, let's and, go and two peas in a pod. So again, man, this is going to be strictly <laughs> what I like. This is springtime. We getting right into springtime. We getting into that that laid back, a a a a a that chill vibe shit. I mean, look, me and Pres met in the Bay Area. You know what I'm saying? We're not in the, we are not meet in the Bay Area, but that's where we were stationed long, long, very long, very long time ago. Good. But I have an affinity yeah. for that type of laid back, chill out, uh, too short type of um thing to where it ain't all about just barring your head off. It's all about a vibe. And this is a vibe album to me. I don't think these dudes would ever say that they lyrical spiritual miracle dudes. Did you make a dope, dope, joint, dope joint? And that's for me... Yeah. This is this is good, man. Like this is something that I would play. Okay. As I'm prepping some food, this is something that I will play. As I'm out and about riding, you know what I'm saying on a on a de- on a decent sized drive, you know what I'm saying? Because it just got a lot of that old school mentality as far as just samples, and then it also has just they saying shit that I like mm-hmm. to hear. You know what I'm saying? In a simple way. No no shade at all to them saying it in a simple way. So I enjoyed this project.
0: And I was the total opposite of this. I wasn't feeling this. I was, could not get through this project fast enough. You know what I mean? Like it was just, I just wasn't feeling it. Every song I was hoping got better. It did not. It was to get kept that same mood, that same vibe. And I just wasn't there this week. So like it, it, it did not resonate, did not come like out of all the other stuff that was out there and what's, that came out this year like this one just did not hit home with me um yeah it was so i'm glad that you like it i'm glad that you know it's still hitting with you know the fans of his his music and stuff like this but like as far as me just like nah this this didn't cracking to this week man and this i i don't i don't think i'll be coming back to this one as well
1: well i mean i was expected that's that's expected because you've never been a, a larry tune. Uh, affectionado So I, this is on brand This is on brand So I, I, I This is what I felt This is what I felt Was coming <laughs> <laughs> Alright man uh, Super Ghetto two P, Super Ghetto My buddy Two peas in the pod Jay Worked through that June On the drugs What's next man We got Nego I know Nego Coast Contra okay. got Fife Well let's hold off on that Let's hold off on that Five. Let's talk, Let's about, talk the about five. Five, five dollar forever. The
0: five dollar. All right. Let me give. Let me five. give. Let me, let,
1: me, let me get myself together. So to up. Uh, let me tighten up because I. This is it's a pro. Let's talk about. it. Let's talk about it, man. Let's go. Yeah. So.
0: First off, when we talk about this posthumous type of albums and everything, we talked about like the quick sell off and you know people who do it and it's not done right. We had like uh, our faults with the D.M.X. one that came out. Uh, you had your faults with some of the pop smoke ones that came out, but I kind of liked. So uh, it's been kind of hit or miss on some of these things. But not, we're, gonna, we're gonna be honest, like a lot of them ain't done right. Besides Tupac, every album that he didn't have come out like when well, not every album, but like those for four five six years after he was gone, like those albums still dropping, still sounded good, still was resonating, still was getting uh sales and stuff like this. But not many albums, post posthumous uh type albums, like kind of kinda does mm. it right. And with this one, Tribe Call Quest, you know, uh Fife Dog, they did they tour and then like a couple about a year or so later, like he he passed away and this that's been a minute. They just did uh what they just released that Album, yeah, yeah, right before ago. he passed. I still right got before. it as a CD. I brought it. Right CD after, after he
1: passed, album. but they were working on it. Yeah, actively. and then now he didn't.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and now this is his like a solo offering with all those stuff that he had, and I think they did a fantastic job on maintaining the tone and style, finding the right music to go with them. You had great producers, uh, Ninth Warner on here starting it off, you know, form and everything. And I think they captured and increased his his sound or improved his sound, team him up with the correct uh, uh, features. You, you had Buster Rhymes, Redman. Redman was on that like twice, and I think like he kind of cleaned up and, you know, gave him okay. his flowers on okay. there. And I thought those two tracks with him on it was like thought coming was gonna to some say of the crazy. standout ones for me. And uh then you, <laughs> No, no, I like that. And then you had the one at the end with little brother. I I really liked it, that one. You had the one with lyric Jones that showed him like a little bit more of his uh personality in it when he was starting to scene. She was like, Oh, hold up, hold up, nah, let let her let the professional handle this and did the singing. So I thought that showed a little bit more of his character up and that gave you a little piece of the man, you know, while at the same time giving you the music and everything. So uh the Dear Dilla with featuring Q Tip. Showing man so love Dilla. Group aspect that they had yeah. Gain and Garner and just like high mature and stuff like that. So that that tribe called Quest, like team up right there, like uh was was good. Uh overall, great project. It was probably I I, I loved the majority of it. I mean, maybe like one, two songs that I was like, ah. but none of it was just like nah, what in the world they did here? They messed up. They took the time to create this and make this like a great tribute album for Fife, And I think it deserves a listen for your strong hip hop heads. You know, who love this. If you're a Tribe fan, I guarantee this album is going to be like up there for you. It's a must listen this year for you uh, for just the old school rhyming or, you know, just want to get some, that feel of like how, They mature throughout the age, you know, over time and stuff like this. This is that perfect album that'll kind of give you that introduction to it. If you feel like some of the beats or anything was kind of dated, even though I think like some of that that music is timeless. If that's your feeling on it, this right here could be your gateway into it. Uh, But Fife Dog, Forever, great album. I'll let you go ahead and speak. Yeah, man.
1: I echo a lot of your sentiments in terms of just this is the perfect album from a boom bapper, from a just true hip hopper or whatever you want to name, label yourself as. It's really fucking dope. Only a coward, subject matter, and only a coward resonates to anyone that actually gives this chance, a chance to this album. You know what I mean? Like, just subject matter in that. fall back, dope shit, Rhapsody, Smoke. She smoked that verse. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to her for showing up and showing out and doing what she needs to do to continue to... To plant herself as a permanent fixture is one of the best MCs in this game. We're going to get into this conversation later. So I'll save that for later. Um, Wild Factor with Macio of De La Soul, Godson with Duelle, Two Live Forever, as you mentioned with Little Brother. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I grew up in an era where De La was dope. I was still young, still finding my way into hip hop. You know what I mean, but I knew what those guys had in terms of just the whole on music and in the good overall feel. This either further cements what they are to the culture and why you should fuck with it. Now, this is what a posthumous album should sound like, curated perfectly in his honor. Man, I. I Look, look, man, I can't say enough good things about this, man. It was such a good listen, man. I listened to it about maybe four or five times. I didn't have enough time to get to other albums because this was just that good. And again, I'm not the biggest Tribe Called Quest fan in terms of they were maybe a slight generation before me and what they were talking about in terms of what I like. But overall, I got respect for what those guys do. I got respect for Q-Tip and just the whole crew in general so it's fight forever it's one of them ones man for this year man like yeah, y- y- I gotta give it up man no
0: no like I'm a big Tribe Called Quest fan and if you had to like say like you only get one album to listen to uh and that's all you get for like whatever like you Trapped somewhere like this? Is what you, if you gave me one of those scenarios? I say that uh, a tribe called Quest uh, Anthology. I know that's kind of cheating. It's a compilation of those couple of hours, but you give me that, I'm fine. I'll be happy. <laughs> I'll be the happiest motherfucker on that island. You know, jamming every day. That shit never gets old to me. Like that, that, that music is timeless classic to me. That is perfect hip hop to me. That is the definition of what my hip hop sound and right. what what you know, resonates with me more than anything. I know Pac and all of them got the, all these little hits and stuff like that. I could go without all that and just have a Tribe Called Quest, that anthology. Let me caveat
1: with, I'm saying I'm not the biggest fan because I'm not married to the catalog as much as people that I respect that that have a the same music type of acumen as, as we do or, or appreciate hip-hop like we do. You know what I'm saying? So I can't go toe-to-toe with you on a Tribe Anthology. You know what I'm saying? I can't go, I can't go through it, but I know music. I've listened to all this shit. I've heard it. Just because I had to, because of the people in my household. You know what I'm saying? So you can't escape it. But was it for me? Possibly not. I probably came along my era. I resonate with what was in my area. The 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 yeah, Rough Riders, the the Rockefellers, the Murder Inks. You know what I'm saying? Like that was when I was. You know of ascension, so those are the things that I I navigate to. Okay. Um, cash money, no limit. When you're talking about that, you know what I'm saying. You can go to the to the West Coast with it. Like those are the things in my era that I resonated with. You know what I'm saying. And that the tribe shit it was always dope, but how I was raised and, and groomed at the time, I wasn't checking for the boom b- boom the boom bap shit that I check for now. I wasn't checking for it back then. Now, I now, yeah. as an adult, nah, uh, I am. That. But as a, as a kid, yeah. I wasn't trying to hear that yeah. positive that, shit.
0: That right there, that sound, like, yeah, that sound right there, man, like, fits in any environment, any type of tone, like, no matter what. I get what you're saying, like, on all these, the Rough Riders, but that's got you got to have the, the upbeat. You got to have that little type of, nah, but, like, Trap call Quest you know, see me as like one of the top groups. That's what I did. And if I said, like I said, if I could have like one album, I know it's kind of cheating. Like I say, but that anthology that kind of mixes all those first couple, those first three albums and into one. So I
1: I say that because it's like, uh, um, you know how, when you, when you get into your, your South bag, like nobody can't tell you shit about mystical. Like cats out the bag, y'all Mystical is one of his favorite rappers. He may not say it enough, but I'm going to say it to get him out here to start representing. You know what I'm saying? But like, nobody can say nothing about that in the No Limit era. But that's, that's what you fuck with. You know what I'm saying? Me X, ex, everybody, everybody yeah. that come from it, see murder, everybody that come out of that, that tree,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can speak about it ad, ad nauseum. I, I can't. You know what I'm saying? I didn't live here. I didn't, I didn't grow up riding the high school with certain, even the lesser guys that I'm not even going mention, to mention, not lesser in terms of just their value, but just lesser in terms of just their fame. You know what I mean? Like, I can't speak to those guys that you was riding around in your Ford, too. You know what I'm saying? I, I just can't speak to it. So that that's where I'm trying to say the tribe thing. Like, the tribe thing was right before I came into my my coming of age as far as hip-hop.
0: I, I get
1: what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But still. <laughs> but still. I, you, I, I went
0: back and I that's, that's, that's
1: something I, 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 love right. tribe, so. so five dog forever. All right. So get we on. got Nick, you know,
0: must listen, go do
1: it. Let's go to coast contra before we uh, close out on the Nego. Uh, Cause I know, I know the Nego we both enjoy. Man. Coast Contra apartment 505. I, I start this thing off, man. So, Chris, what I did not know prior to this, us discussing this, is uh, Roscos. That's one of his people's man. These, 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 mm-hmm. these, uh, some of these artists on this, this project kids, man. So that was new nugget to mm-hmm. me or whatever. But I went into it just thinking, like, all right, man, let me just listen to it because I saw a lot of their social media and just. I was kind of going through it, and I'm like, oh, shit. It, this shit sounds fire. And it's not like, who's, uh, it's not Earth Gang, but like on the East Coast, what Beast Coast. They remind, they remind. Beast Coast. That's, that's what, what they I'm remind say, me bro. of. I, I, they remind me of Beast Coast. So, immediately locked in. And I'm pulling up the album right now. So, apartment 505, Coast. Contra. Bro. All the way through I was losing my mind to this shit Like all the way through the raps The, the skits How they put it together I, I, I'm I'm an instant Instant fan Legacy Queen and Slim On tap Apartment How they started this shit out with like, nah, Man fuck Fuck all this extra shit Let's get right into the intro You know it's just Those little small things To where they just went Went right and got right to it Air Force One, two phone jack. They they do the lyrical shit and the funky shit, and just they just get, man, they just did it well, man. And I don't know who these guys are, where they from. I ain't do no research. I just listened because I kept seeing their name pop up over and over and over and over again, and I'm like, man, this shit's fire, man. And, and that's it, man. Like that's it. I yeah. I don't want to do no further research, deep dive anything. Go listen to this shit now. Guaranteed you're gonna rock with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and that, I'm glad that you kind of put me on to this one, put that one out there because I had never heard of these four. But like, yeah, they would give me some of that uh Beast Coast, more flat type zombies, movies, yeah, that's type, what I was you know way for. they come yep. together, type vibe. Yeah, yeah, But they part of East Coast too, so whatever so of one in the same. But you know, <laughs> after the compilation albums that we are the I wouldn't say compilation album. The the team up type of albums that we didn't have before, or most recently the one that was on social media. It was refreshing to hear a group that's actually doing it. You know, it's not it's not no bickering and stuff before. So referring to the slaughterhouse compared to this, you know what I mean. Going into it with a younger group who's a little bit more focused. Uh, I I have been looking listening a lot to A Room Full of Mirrors, so I still think they do it at a more uh, that elite level of it, but I, I like this group as well, and I like what they was doing. That two phone jackets, like the standout track for me, that I kind of like, like and go to a lot. Uh, but man, man I'm, I'm they're gonna be in rotation. I not get, I want to get to know them a little bit more, and like, uh, you know, just keep keep finding new music from them and stuff like this. So. Uh, I'm glad That we stumbled across them Like however you Got it to stumble across this Like it's Social it's, media you know, Now that you know There's like Rashcast too That's All, all, so, all social All social
1: media brother like, But before I misquote Because I really feel Like I'm wrong But I wanna feel Like I'm right <laughs> In this uh In, in the Rashcast comparison Give me a second Sorry man uh, it was Roscoe, so menace to sobriety. Shout out to menace to sobriety for bringing that up or whatever. So Roscoe's kids are in that group. He 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 uh, he hit me up on Twitter about it. So yeah, I was right in remembering that with my old man brain. So yeah, man, y'all yeah, go check him out. If that if okay. that makes any yeah. reason for you to go check it out outside of our personal opinion, if you fuck with Roscos who's a lyrical animal, like nobody would t- t- tell you, you t- tell you less. Go check them out, man. Go check those guys out. Four, four, um, four guys, West Coast. Um, they dope, man. They social media did it all, man. Like sometimes it works for you, you know. When you are rapping your ass off, now I'm interested. I want. I follow. Let's see what's coming. The album came after a really dope. And it had like a podcast format press to where they were rapping, and that's what struck up my interest. I follow. Okay, they spitting bars. Album comes out. Saw my timeline. Funny how that works, right? And um here we have it, man. Fire ass, fire ass album, man. And you be hard pressed to find a person who don't like this shit if they actually give it a listen. So go listen to it. Five Dog Forever, This yeah. we giving we giving y'all a lot of gems here, man. We're giving y'all a lot of gems, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then the next one, I think it's like the best one and who, the biggest surprise of the Nego?
0: Week.
1: Shout out to my man, Tuck, man. He the one. I was like, yo, who, who's Nego, man? I'm trying to you know find out. He's like, yo, who gives a fuck who Nego is? As long as I got new clips in Pharrell, I'm cool. That was, <laughs> that was what he said. <laughs> and basically, I was like, yeah, why do I care? This is this shit is dope. Sorry, my bad, dog. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is dope. So you got new clips on here. Clips. Malice. And Press. Pu- Course. Now, this I'm uh, getting, getting ahead of myself. Of oh, this okay. I'm, this album excited. Started. I'm excited. I'm oh, man. excited. Man. <laughs> with the ASAP,
0: <laughs> with, for... with the ASAP Ooh. Rocky, like the Lost and Found Freestyle, like the 2019. I don't know where he got this where it was just been hiding, but I'm glad we got this released Ooh, and not Lord. And like the whole tone of this album throughout was a little bit more upbeat, you know, getting ready for that summertime, yes. spring. And it's like with that East Coast, that that's kind of the stuff that we say they kind of lack on. It and It maybe maybe miss them, them This guys, is shit I'm going to be bumping all fucking summer. Yeah. Uh. So you... Yeah, you had Lost and Found. You had uh, Aria. I, what I, it was? ASAP Rocky and Tyler yeah, the Creator yeah. on that one, right? Yeah, that Lost and Found freestyle. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tyler, man, like it. Uh, you had Punchbowl. That was pushing T with the clips. You know, we're back, back together. That's what he's speaking of. Like that was Yo, great. The clips album uh, might be coming, Prince. The Kid Cudi. The Kid cuddy cut found. The Kid uh, cuddy felt a little bit. You for real? I don't
1: know. I don't know, but. Why would why would oh. man? Let's pop out out of nowhere. Man,
0: do it.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> said <laughs> you for real. <laughs> <Stop that. laughs>
0: uh, but the Kid cuddy, you know that one was still good, but it still it felt out of place up in here. You had the, another song with the Teriyaki Boys. You know, what I mean that was still okay, but I mean like the Kid Cudi was the only one that I was like, and I'm a Kid cuddy fan. Y'all know I am. You know that's what I like, but I mean, I just wasn't I feeling was. that song. He's That's weird. Hey,
1: oh, we never liked the same shit. You did. Like, I was feeling the Kid Cudi song in that in that <laughs> mix. Like I was like, "Oh, Cudi came in." Oh, like it was just all over the place. Goodness, like it, it just—you know how like it yeah. seems like sometimes the music is so good, Press. It don't matter what you do. It don't matter how you sequence it. Like, oh, woo, yeah. boom, bang, boom, boom bang. It. Like they just hit you over the head, and you like whatever pocket they put you in. The Pop Smoke.
0: Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The Pop the Smoke pop. came up on here, man. I was like, oh, man, man, like Pop Smoke uh, was on here. Then you had it, like, and it was just a mixture of all those artists. You had the Pharrell, the ASAP Furs. Pharrell smoke, had like two or three shit. joints First. on here, man. Like, it, 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 yeah, man, all of it. This, all, this whole, whole album, <laughs> man, was fine.
1: Who, Who is Nego? Nego? I don't know. Who is Nego? He come out here with fucking relationships with Pharrell push. He got two pusher joints on here, the clips and the pusher joint. Then you got the little. He even made me like Louis Vert. I was fucking with Louis Vert at the end of out. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, that Louis Vert was nice too, bro. Yeah, that one was nice. Heavy, heavy. is
1: cold. Oh uh, yeah, he got Louis Vert nice on the drill shit. Yeah, and I like that shit. You know, I'm, 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 I'm You know, I'm half half-time, halftime. You know, cool, calm, and collected, and and half ignorant. You know what I mean? So that man, he really tugged on my ignorant side. It really, really tugged the heavy shit, man. I like that shit. Man. And then uh Yeah, man, functional addict with Pharrell this and Gun. Was the album of the week for me?
0: I don't know who he is. Don't he wasn't care. expecting this. Glad that he <laughs> dropped this <laughs> and glad that it kind of I stumbled across it and I appreciate everybody and uh, all the social media platform pushing this up and getting it on yeah. my like, uh, per, like in, into my view, man. Cause like I, I'm sure. glad I listen to this. This this right here. Do is your a own. Great album.
1: Do your own research. Do your own research. That that's all I'll say. Do your own damn research. I don't care who Nego is. The music is jamming. Go check it out. If you like Pharrell, you like Clips. You like Kid Cudi. You like ASAP and all the all the teams. Just go check it out, man. Like don't don't. I I'll I put I put my hip hop card on that. This shit. Bangs. Period. Period. It is what it is, man. Press. Yeah. I think we are done with the albums, man. I think I think we done with ours, man. I don't know. We ain't done with ours. Nope. You missed oh, one. I don't. I did. You
0: missed one. Yeah.
1: Lotto. All right. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. Lotto drop seven 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 from Jermaine right. Dupree's rap game. If you know, a few years ago, if you guys. Well, gals don't know. That's where she's from. She finally released her few her feature-length project, Press. I have my thoughts on the album. How do you feel about it?
0: Yeah, so uh, stuff that he failed to mention, her original name was, I think she came out with Mulatto. She had uh you know, she see the, the the feedback on that name and stuff like this it originally came up to her like how I can that be derogatory so she dropped that it's just lotto now 777 uh this this project it, it got a little bump to it man it's it's, it's nice uh like i've gotten on, only fault i got into with it man it's just like you know it's that same style of like cardi b well i, I would say like even better than that so uh she she she's she's solid all the way through, man. A couple of these songs I really I really do like and stuff on here. So uh surprisingly good album uh from her, but I'm already anticipating the other question that you had presented with this when you was talking about this album. So that's the reason I'm kind of like uh getting on the debate little part about that. But Overall, listening to this album going all the way through, man, it was a jam all the way like it was it was jamming like all the way through uh this this complete album 777. The songs that kind of stood out to me was The Sunshine with uh Lil Wayne and Childish uh Gambino on there. You had the Like a Thug with Lil Dirk, you had the Kodak Black one, uh what was that one? The Buzz Down, and uh the, the, the 21 Savage, uh, which was Willie. Okay. Right, right. And then both of the the seven seven sevens when she initially came in, that was part one and part two. Really like so she she had my attention at that jump. All
1: right. So me the major things that stuck out to me in terms of your response was the surprisingly in Cardi B reference, number two. Cardi B reference, she raps better than Cardi B. And she actually raps. So that's my one thing. That's what I said. With that, you know what I'm saying? It feels like a slight, you know what I'm saying? I just want to acknowledge. Women that write their own rap. That's
0: exactly what no, I'm just saying. You get, said, she, you she said Cardi I like Cardi, Cardi B, B. You
1: say she rap better than Cardi B just. Hey, man, don't oversexualize. That's what you're saying now. That's what you're okay. saying now, As I bring it up, you know what I'm saying? And then surprisingly you liked it. Man, you like it, you like it, man. Like just, just be cool with liking the shit. You know what I'm saying? It's all it's all good. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's neither here nor there. What I'm saying is like, I really thoroughly enjoyed this entire project. And I may be a homer, so to speak, because I've watched this young lady grow from the um, the rap game with Jermaine Dupree all the way up until now. I think she was like maybe 15, 16, and she's probably 22, 23 at this point. So over the course of the last seven years, you know, you've seen her grow. So it's dope to see somebody navigate into this space and really be with RCA records had the whole building behind her. You saw a ton of press for her this week. She was on high 97 Joe Budden podcast, and maybe some other few places that I don't really frequent, but nevertheless, she was there. And I really fuck with the fact that she's getting that shine because she's dope. She can really fucking go as far as a rapper. She's 23. She got far much room to grow. And again, with me trying like loving this music shit, I could see working with somebody like that and just molding them into whatever they're gonna be. You know what I mean? I see her possibly being a in the vein of a Meg, in the vein of a, a of a Nikki, you know what I'm saying? Nicki Minaj in the future. And that's all because her pen moves, man. It may not be necessarily what I'm gonna say, what I'm gonna Resonate with what I'm going to repeat because we all know as men, I'm not about to repeat lotto lyrics. I'm not gonna do it. I'm a man, you know what I'm saying? I'm 140. I'm, I'm not gonna do it. But I can spot talent, and that's the thing that dudes don't do. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all take off, y'all take your analytical hat and say shit. I'm, 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 I'm gonna stop myself. I'm gonna stop myself. Cause we, I'm getting too far. I'm getting into the woman debate. But what I will say, the 777 album is fire. If you like the Cardi album, and and shout out to Cardi, by the way. The Cardi Project, first woman, first album to ever have every single song on the project go platinum. Gotta give it up. Gotta give it up to that. You know what I'm saying? Invasion of privacy. Every single Song went platinum, but I'll leave it there, Press. That that's all I got. I'm Cash, aka Exec P. Um, episode one fifty four, countless episodes outside of that. You know, again, we appreciate y'all. So that's all I got.
0: All right, and I'm Mr. Press, we definitely appreciate it. We crashed Uh past those milestones again today i think we're over like twenty five thousand uh downloads so hey really do appreciate y'all listening no matter where you're listening from uh whatever country whatever state uh definitely appreciate you and that's continue to spread the word keep helping us grow so so
1: all right we out